0: I'm I'm assuming that you've been hearing uh, about Hashanah and Kippur, we're getting questions on that I presume. So I'm going to focus on something else, which is really everything. I know that's a heavy statement. Most of you, I assume, have better accommodations back in the UK or in the United States than you have here, I assume, even though I know that the rabbis try very hard, that things should be as good as possible. Probably uh, your mother's chicken soup is better than the chicken soup that you get here, probably. I know you're in the yeshiva. Whose, uh, whose motto, I don't know if it's stated or not, is that the Yeshiva is here for the Ba, not the Ba for the Yeshiva, they want to do what's best that they can for you. And this, I think is one of the foremost places in the world that I know. You should know. You're in a foreign country, you're na trouble, you're in a foreign country. I just told someone we were crossing a crosswalk, you know, to have these white lines painted on the. Uh, it's a street decoration. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to stop. You understand? I've been in countries where the traffic lights are either a street decoration or, for more serious drivers, advice. We I mean, think you should stop now. Yeah, we advise you to stop, but uh, you don't have to stop. Yeah, Mexico City. That's right. You know, I told him to. So, it doesn't matter. No es importante. Doesn't matter. It's a different country, and your 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 physical accommodations probably aren't as good. So you probably all had a reason for coming here. Anybody running away from the country that you're in? Because, you know, I used to say, I had a, I had a little joke. That I used to say, when I came to the United States, that the FBI is not looking for me anymore. <laughs> I don't say it anymore. I had a student from the other side of the fence, from the seminar that I teach in, who thought, ah, I told him that you don't say that anymore. But he said, Rabbi Olof, it's a good joke. You know, Rabbi Oluwak's joke. So she tried it at the border last year. She came to the United States and she said, the FBI is not looking for me anymore. And the officer looked looked at her and said <laughs> he's trying to decide whether she was normal or not. <laughs> and you know, he decided that she was just a stupid female and he let her through. She does not understand the miracle that happened. She cut out and hassled there, my gosh. But most of you are not running away, no I assume no one here belongs to Al Qaeda or any stuff like that. Right? you're not running away from, from the United States or Her Majesty's realm so what did you come for? the food isn't as good the accommodations aren't as good the mice, it's a foreign country see I speak a different language also it's, it's, it, the truth is it's a different country it's, 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 it's not at home. you know why you came here? I didn't interview you she came here looking to find out more about in general about Judaism that, like where did I come from and to know how to learn that all these books shouldn't be mysteries to me I should, I should be able to even if I never get to finish all of these books but at least at any, any given subject I'm going to be able to t- look it up and understand it I, I should be able to learn that's what you came here for Someone goes to Disneyland, yeah, and uh, he gets all caught up in the cotton candy, and the fact that you know in Legoland in Windsor, by uh, in England, so you can get free drinks. You pay a certain amount of money, and then you get as much as you want to drink. Yeah, it's cyanide. The stuff you know, polluted water, Coca Cola, they call it, or stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, you're busy drinking all these free drinks, and and you know, and Buying the candies and looking at the sunset, but that's not what you come to Legoland for. That's not what you come to Disneyland. There's, there's rides in Disneyland, special rides. You come to a place after why you came there. So you came here to learn Let's take a few minutes to try and understand how. What are the building blocks of success in learning? And before Yom Kippur, he tells the Rebani Nishalelum, he tells Hashem, you know. I deserve another year. Give me, give, me more, give me more time. You know, I have a saying, uh, this week, uh, Tuesday night, they're going to change the clock. Every year in Israel, they change the clock around this time of the year. What does it mean they change the clock? You set the clocks an hour back. That means you're getting an extra hour. Now, of course, you're not getting an extra hour, but it looks like you're getting an extra hour, right? I, I have a, so my, my personal understanding of that. We're asking God for a whole year, we'll use it well, uh-huh, okay, here's an hour, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> it's like, you know, before I invest big, big money in you, big time, a whole year you want. Let's see what you do with an hour. Uh, to me that's, you know, that's one of the reasons that that happens. Every year in every well, that's when they change the clock. Let's take a look for a few minutes to see what are the building blocks of a successful person in learning. What, what does he need to do? What does he need to have? First, we're going to talk about the type of personality traits that you need and then some of the attitudes that you have to have, which really all goes in tandem. It goes hand-in-hand. There's a Gemara in Bab The Gemara is a Machlekes between Reb and the Chachamim about a certain oven if it uh, if it's tahar or not, if it's ritually pure, if you if you have a, a vessel that's tome, so you break it down, so it becomes Torah. The question is, can you rebuild it in such a way that it's not makapal It's a very important subject, and I'd be happy to teach it to you. But the, that's probably not what the yerushishiya asked me to come and do here. No, you take a look in Masechta woman in Parakay. It's all over there, yeah, and thezer he was a single opinion, says you know the ha like me, I'll prove it to you, and there was a carob tree in the in, in the courtyard, and the carob tree got up and took a walk. it went a hundred armor some say it went four hundred armors, yeah, that's the same hundred armor is uh let's see four armor six feet it's um about 50 feet? How much is that? Uh, 150 feet. That's uh, about left field and Ebbets field, if anyone remember Ebbets field. Have not heard no one talking about it even? Okay. Yeah? It's about halfway to center field in the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> okay, just to give you some proportions of exactly where we we're talking about. So, you know, we'd, we'd be very impressed with that. And Chum said, it's not a riot. Yeah, I, I, I'm asking for proof. That's not proof. It's a nice miracle, but it's not proof. Show me I'm wrong. Don't give me any miracles. So, it's not a riot. So the went and he said, there's a brook outside and he said, you know, let the brook run backwards if I'm right. And the brook run backwards. And they still were not impressed. I, we need proof. That's not proof. Why do you carry on very good question. Excellent question. An excellent question. I had the same question myself, and I think I have an answer. But I want to come to a point. But it's an excellent question. Why did he carry on? It's the same kind now. It's a very good try. Says, you know. so, so he carried on. And he said, well, if the world, the world of the Desmedish should, you know, should show to them right. And the wall started caving in. And I'll be sure, God said, like, what's this your deal? We're having a, a a Talmudic discussion. Like, like, huh? So the wolves didn't move. They stopped. didn't go down. didn't go back up. So they said, it's not a riot. I want a riot. Sometimes it me give me a miracle. Jews are not impressed by miracles. You know that? If a, 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 if a great person does a miracle, we're impressed with the greatness of the person who did it. But if it's nobody who I do not know, and he comes, he makes a miracle, so we yawn. It doesn't mean anything, miracles. There are a lot of ways of doing things. When a great man, who he knows is great, does something, mm-hmm, yeah, I'll okay, take that I'm doing it That I'm doing the best by the person, not by what he did. Doesn't the miracle demonstrate the greatness? No, it doesn't. Because there are ways of getting things done that, you know, there are other forces in the Bria. And a, that a person can make things happen or make things look like they happened yeah what yeah he was a great man they were impressed by the miracle it was very society you we know he was a great man but it still doesn't answer why we should hold like you with regards to this oven this, the author says we see from here how important it is to have a strong intellect people who have just emotional people so like you know Oh, I believe. Oh no. What do you believe. There's no proof. There's no proof. It's not proof. No proof. You understand? There's no proof. So it's okay. You did a miracle. Doesn't mean anything. It means you have sleight of hand, it means you might do something else. We have to have an intellect that looks at things objectively. Sometimes our intellect will tell us to listen, even though I don't understand. A doctor tells me, you take, you know, uh, three alpha pens a day at this and this time. I don't understand why. And he's not going to go into a chemical analysis of what goes on in my body with the alpha pen. Yeah? If If he could. Yeah? So I don't ask why. My intellect says you don't have to ask why. But that's an intellectual decision. Yeah. You get on a plane, you're putting his life in somebody's hands. Did you know that? Yeah. How do you know he's qualified? You don't. Maybe he's drunk. Maybe he's suicidal. I was on a, a, a TWA flight. Yeah. And they said that the flight is late because the pilot forgot the flight plan at home. Americans say everything. They tell you the way it is, yeah. So I said to myself, I sure hope he didn't forget anything else at home, like his brains. Yeah, he forgot his flight plan. It doesn't incur very great, you know, you know, confidence in this man who forgot the flight plan at home. I'm glad he went back to get it. Then you know, he didn't make it up as he went along because he knows more or less how to get to New York. You know. What's yeah but the intellect says that I should do this I was once in Brussels airport and um, so over the loudspeaker I was on the flight to Chicago and he says uh, Musa um, Suisa report to the desk Musa Suisa Musa Suisa is not showing up now I'm from the Middle East and I know Musa is an Arab that's Arabic from Russia. and he wasn't showing up the question is now, should I show up for the plane? <laughs> you understand? So I made a quick, you know, I went through and I decided that, you know, I had a good reason for going to America and the rest is in God's hands. But I was actually have to trust this security officer that they're going to, you know. I can terrify you with the intelligence of security officers and then they'd all stay. Then they'd, they would never leave. Yeah? Anyway. you have to trust Hashem when you get on a plane it's like not push it so Rebelezer said if the aloch is like me hit the nuclear button and he said if the aloch is like me a voice from heaven should sound out and a heavenly voice rang out and said the aloch is like Rebelezer everywhere and you know something they weren't impressed because it was a test for them. We have a rule, Torah is down here, it's not upstairs. It was given, Torah was given to the Jewish people. But what are these four things? What are these four things? The tree, the brook, the walls of the Bes Medrash, and the heavenly voice. There are four ingredients, Devin Magayim says, Nechaz Yeshua says, that you have to have, in order to be successful in Torah. Four ingredients. And you will do well to look at these four ingredients because you came here to learn. You didn't come here for the food. You didn't come here for the for the uh, accommodations. You came here for Torah. So you might as well, you know, might as well learn how to do it. So the first thing is a carob. A carob is the symbol in Talmud of making do with less. There was a great Tana of Hanina ben daisa who had a, a kav of charivim, a small, small neighbor, bushel of uh, of caribs every week. That's what we had all week. Or if you maybe heard of Shimbay <laughs> Ba'yechai, he stayed in the cave for years and years and all we had was carobs. Caribs is the symbol of making do with less. A person has to be less needy. The food doesn't have to be just so. The accommodations don't have to be just so. My chavusa doesn't have to be just so. The lighting doesn't have to be just so. The weather doesn't have to be just so. I can make do one less. So then you have a certain consistency in your learning because things don't throw you off. You want to be a happy person? Well, what makes you happy? What does it take to make you happy? Our first children were twins, twin boys, and the bris was on the 30th day, and we had a pigeon event also. That's you redeemed, an Israelite redeemed his child from the coin when he's 30 days old. So we had a, a double bris and a pigeon event all at the same time. If you need to be, in order to make you happy, you need that, so that's I'm only going to be happy when Haley's Comet comes around. You understand? It's too, it's, it's too many things have to happen. But the less things that have to happen that make you happy, the happier person you're going to be. And by the way, it's important to be happy. You know why. There's a country situated between Mexico and Canada that says that the world stands on three pillars. Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Happiness. That's not true. Happiness is not a goal. Happiness is an asset. I can't do much with my life if I'm not a happy person. It takes energy to do hard things. You know that? Well, where does that energy come from? It comes from happiness. It comes from happiness. It's like health. Why should I be healthy? I don't want to eat tofu for 90 years. Yeah, I like seventeen layer cake and and hot dogs and you know I like it all. Hero sandwiches, kosher hero sandwiches. Yeah, my diet is a as uh, a cardi- cardiologist nightmare, but I am living it up. Yeah, I don't. What are you healthy for? Why? Now people have trouble with you know there's a problem with drugs. Now I don't understand what the problem is. A guy who's into having a good time and feeling good. And he has a choice of two movie theaters to go into. A 20-minute Technicolor, great scenes, great color, great action, great music, and the 90-minute black and white film. Yeah? A Tale of Two Cities. Okay? There is what to be said to go into the 20-minute Technicolor, right? Because movies are meant to be enjoyed, not meant to be sat through. To get, to get over it. So if a person's mindset is, I want to feel good, So yes, I have drugs, I'll be you know, pushing up grass at 30, but okay, but I'll have a good time. i have a technical life. That's not Torah. Torah says life is worth living. It's worth staying alive. Health is an asset. It's not a goal. Why should I be healthy? Because I want to do good things. Now sometimes Hashem tests us with sickness. Sometimes people become very great for illness. So I'm not saying that a person can't make it if they're sick. Sometimes they become very, very great. But we try to aspire for health because we want to have a long life in order to do good things. You understand? I flew 23 hours to Santa Barbara, California, from Tel Aviv. It's 12 hours, to 12 hours to Toronto, right? it's there's two hours now and a half in the airport and then it's five and a half hours to Los Angeles and then it's about four hours getting lost on the way to, getting to Santa Barbara, four or five hours. It yeah. took me as long to get to Santa Barbara from LAX Airport as it did to get from Toronto. And I came and I gave a class and I told them you can abuse your body 5% of the time if you take care of it 95% of the time, health is an asset. You understand? So, you want to be happy? You have to have happiness from small things. Big things that you don't need big things to happen to make you happy. You're happy you could walk. You're happy you could see. You're happy you're a member of the Jewish people. If somebody thinks that you have to, there's someone in the world that loves you. It makes you happy. Just notice it. So his top is things don't have to be perfect. I can learn. I can open the safer. Even if I have a little bit of a headache. I was stupid enough to go to sleep late. It's a great day of life. is going to sleep late. My, one of my ki- children told me that uh, the, the best bocher, the best student in Nacho Salavim, it's a big yeshiva in Haifa, went to his bed every night at 9.30. Rav we Martin Weinberg, who was the greatest mastermind in the history of Tal's Yeshiva, and his names may not mean anything to you, he was the greatest mastermind in the history of Tal's Yeshiva in Cleveland. He was the first one to bed. He used to go to bed around 11 o'clock, and he got up around 6, 6.30, and learned for 15 hours. Every day. And he became very great. he got go to sleep early. He'd take care of your health. But let's say you have a migraine. Let's say you're a little hungry. Let's say your Chavusa didn't accept your Pshat or your, or your, your Margaret shir, you know, wasn't happy with your, with your learning, yeah? Do you fall apart? Your Chavusa comes late. Or your roommate, you have a difficult roommate. You know, a difficult roommate, August for a happy marriage, you know that? You have to know how to get along, I'm serious. If, you, if your roommate is a little crazy, yeah, it's great! It's terrific, you do know how to get along. You know, in baseball, they walk up to home plate a batter, they walk up with, two, with two, two bats, and then they throw one away. They still do that, no? They still do that, yeah? Why? Because if they're holding two bats, one bat seems right. So you get a roommate, but after that roommate, it's easy to get along with anybody. Yeah? So the first thing is the carrot tree. The carrot tree is the a, is a lesson of, the I said, I've learned to get along on lessons the accommodations aren't as good, etc. But I'm happy. I'm satisfied. That's the tree. So Don't give yourself misanis. Don't go to Rabbi or Rabbi Feig, and say, "I want the worst in the fever for a roommate." <laughs> yeah? yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> or you shouldn't knock your head against the wall a couple of times have a good migraine. Yeah, that's what they say in Her Majesty's <laughs> realm. Good migraine. Yeah, migraine. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Ke'evrosh. in Yeah? Yeah? So then, so you give yourself a good, you give yourself a good, a good headache, yeah? And now I'm going to run. Yeah? You don't do that. Yeah? So you now don't look for the sinus, don't look for tests. but if you get one, it's good for you. The, river, the book, water, the brook, water, or water yeah is uh, it symbolizes good character it flows downwards that symbolizes humility a person has to have good character in order to enter properly it's different than any other uh, wisdom in the world you can become a great physicist and still have terrible character you cannot be a Talmud Chochem and have poor character it can't happen that's the second thing you need to work on your character you need to think about How can I improve myself? What are my strong points? What do I need to work on? Working on something is something is the ear that we breathe. Out there they say, Well, accept me as I am, that's the way I am. Well, no, you have to you you have to improve yourself. Understand. I'm going to tell you one of my personal proofs that Judaism is from a divine source. It's uh, a great teacher from 500 years ago. Abraham Vital says the judgment of a person, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, at the end of his life, what is it going to be based on? What's going to be the single greatest element in determining whether God will think that you lived a righteous life? Yeah? You know what it is? How did you treat your wife? How did you treat your wife? Someone came to visit me with his wife. Uh, Two hours ago, and he said, you know, he gets down on himself when he, uh, when, he th- when he doesn't do things perfectly. So he said he shouldn't do that. He says, yeah, okay, I hear. And he said, now ask me why. <laughs> now sometimes people have to put them on manual. Yeah? says, so now, now why? He says, okay, why? He says, because if you get down on yourself, you're not going to treat your wife right. That's why. That's why. I tell people, I have a 20 track mind, but all the tracks run in the same direction. You take care of your wife. You take good care of her. Shouldn't, she shouldn't be sorry that you changed her last name. That statement 500 years ago would not have been made up by a male. <laughs> you understand? It must have been a divine source. You want to have a happy marriage, you want to have good kids, you better have good character. You understand? Better have good character. I lost bien. It's no good. It's no good. So that's the book. And here is where you learn it. You wait until you get married. It's too late. The third thing is you could have, uh, so you could be someone who could do with less. You could be someone who has good character but you have to put in the time you have to put in the hours of learning that's the best meditation you have to put in the time how do you put in the time? what gets a person to put in the time? I'm going to give you a great gift now you have to appreciate every little drop of Torah and have sympathy from it my brother once came to Eretz Israel he he saved up money he was a diamond setter a, a ring setter and you, they have a little drill that you drill through the uh, ring in order to uh, to set the gem, and had a bag on the bottom of put the gold dust. Yeah, after a year of drilling or two years of drilling, you had enough money and wow. gold dust to buy ticket to Israel. Now people understand that every little speck of gold dust is worth something. That's nothing compared to a Mishnah, nothing compared to a line of Gemara. If you get happiness and joy and a feeling of accomplishment from every little piece of Torah, that you could do. And that keeps you going. Then you put in the hours. Yes? Isn't that um, tough to do when you've like, been Torah for a very long time? you you're not first, and It's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. And, uh,. That's why you're in the yeshiva, to find uh, how to go about in the best way. But you need to know that when things are really important, you put in the effort. I know that no effort will go unrewarded, will go unnoticed by God. It's difficult. I know it's difficult. It is difficult. You need to know that the value that a person has in God's eyes is not in how much he accomplishes, but in how hard he works. Why? Because how good a brain you have yeah that's a God-given uh, that's genetic or it's you know the, the gray matter, you know what they call it,. Yeah? That's God-given. you have a good memory, you have good talents, that's God-given, that's not you. The only part of you that's really you is how hard did you work. That's why the greatest men of the Jewish people, have you heard of Rebaron Kotler? Have you heard of such a name? Yeah. A genius, and he was a genius, doesn't have to work hard. It's easier for him to think that he's doing okay. Why? Because if you live in a relative world, I'm way ahead of everybody else, so now I can coast it takes a special greatness for a genius to work to the end of his strength every day push hard yeah yeah and he doesn't have to and he did it anyway that's great that's almost unimaginable for us yeah because he knew there was an intrinsic greatness in Torah doesn't matter if I know more than you it doesn't help any that I know more than you so you have to know, God judges you by how hard you worked. And that's why it says lost like the Deva Terra" is is something you labor in. If at the end of the day you didn't get the Gemara, you didn't understand it, or you have a poor memory, you're still a giant. You have to know that. The way we demonstrate love to someone, you know, uh, there's a new movie out called Shrek 2, yeah. Anybody here heard of that movie? Yeah. So, yeah. You didn't hear of it? Then? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't even know the lineup for the for the Angels either. Yeah. yeah I can tell you the lineup for the Yankees in 56, that I can tell you. Yeah. No, you won't even go through it. Bill and Gil McDougal, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris. This is on tape, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you know where I'm from. Where were we? What did I, what, what before. Shrek. Shrek too, yeah. So anyway, this is this movie. It's, it's a cartoon movie or something. So the writer, yeah, said he got the inspiration for this movie. Huh? from someone named Rabbi Shlomo Goldberg who had a definition for love that if it's important to you it's important to me and he heard it from Rabbi Noah Cholowah, so you're looking at a celebrity, <laughs> 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 yeah? I'm not planning on the movie, yeah? huh? it's important to you, it's important to me is, a, is an expression of love. The effort you put out to understand someone is an expression of love. My wife is a marital therapist. Which I say, you know, jokingly, yes, jokingly, that that's why we're still married. Yeah? Um, She had a Rebbe. Yeah? Amazing lady. She got her degree in 1949, when I was two. Okay? She's a very well-educated bubby. Very well-educated grandma. So her advice to couples is every day give your spouse fifteen minutes of your head space. I just want to know where you are. I just want to know how your day went. I do that with your kids also, by the way. Yeah? I just want to know where you are. No judgments, no solutions. I just care if it's important to you, I want to hear it. That's love. Love is if it's I just gave you a very big gift. Yeah? Put it in your hard drive, yeah? And remember tabu patante. Yeah? 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 You understand? When you study Torah, you know what you're doing? You're telling God what's important to you is important to me. Now, one of the moving parts of love is effort. Let's say you you know your wife likes cheesecake. And it's a supposed to sells cheesecake across the street. So you go across the street, you buy a piece of cheesecake. That's very nice, right? But let's say that store closes down and you have to go to Haifa to get the cheesecake. And you come back with the cheesecake. The same cheesecake atoms, right? You put it into a chemical analysis in the laboratory. The same cheesecake, yeah? Which one has more love in it? If you went to Haifa to buy it, that's more love. The effort you go to for something is, a, is an expression of love that's why Torah is measured by ourya by how hard it is so we're not supposed to make it hard we don't bang our head against the wall we don't do stuff like that but if it's hard for you because whatever reason there might be, then you should know that that's an expression of love to God and, and, and sometimes people have to go through a certain amount of pain in life as an as a, as a atonement or whatever it might be, you should know that the pain that you go through in trying to understand Torah is the greatest atonement. It's the greatest atonement. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard. I know. The truth is I don't know. I can't imagine. Yeah? Yeah. You can go some explain, but after a while it becomes torture. So, I mean, where do you <laughs> say, Pregunta muy buena. Yeah? After a while it becomes torture if you don't see any meaning in it. The difference between drudgery and hard work that gives satisfaction is a meaning to it. Let's say I'll tell you, um, you know, they tell they these things are called balatat. In this country, don't if they have you don't have the word feel They're all over the city, yeah. are apartments which have tiles, right? And I tell you, you have to count all the tiles in this neighborhood—thousands and thousands and thousands of tiles. That would be drudgery, right? Oh. Sure. I'll give you a dollar for every tile that you count. I'm not drudgery anymore, is <laughs> it? Now it's meaningful, right? So you need to know that it's not torture then it's not torture. Because you have to know you're growing. And even if at the end of the day you don't remember, it's still a greatness. But I'm telling you, you keep trying, there's going to be a breakthrough. This will be, you, your head's going to open up. And it'll be worth it. The last thing you need to have in order to grow in Torah, the Basco, the heavenly voice, is you have to pray. You have to beg. You have to ask Hashem for help. Before Krishna, we, we, we say a bracha, Avaraba Avino Ava, Rachman, our father, the most uh, most merciful of all fathers, the merciful one, Rachim, have mercy on us. A lot of, of you actually, basically begging. We don't beg for important things. You have to ask, you have to be Yah Yeshiva, you have to have the base madrash. and you also have to ask, you have to beg. Now, I don't know the answer to your question of why they, why he kept going, yeah and the truth is, it's better to have a good question than a bad answer. Why? Because if you have a good question, then you know you don't know, which is true. you don't know. If so you get a bad answer, you may delude yourself into thinking that you know. Right. In addition, it, it, a bad answer makes your mind crooked. You want to accept things that aren't straight. So it's better to have a good question, why do they keep going? Right. You have to say that he's eating something that didn't exist in the previous one. He was saying, you have to listen to me for another reason. It's not just another miracle. If we just another miracle, then you say, look, so. I, mean, I, I wasn't impressed by the first one. Yeah? But if the second one is greater than the first one and the third one is greater than the second one, so then, then maybe there is meaning to it. Yeah? I'm giving you a key. I have, I have an explanation. I'm not sure if I'm right. I'd rather leave it a good question, but that's how I would advise you To look at the question, to look at this. When you search for an answer, someone comes up with another answer that looks exactly the same, it's not the same. There must be a difference, a qualitative difference, not a quantitative difference. Uh, When the Gemara gives two territs and says, Inami, or, there's a difference between the two territs. And there has to be something that the second territs is adding that the first add, didn't have. Well, it's a very good question. You should keep asking good questions. That's something you should never let go of. A very important question you always have to learn how to ask. Why? You have to ask why. Because then you'll know what makes something tick. There's a difference between having information and knowing why. I'll give you one example and then we'll have to stop. It's a very big pleasure to speak to you. I tried it since it's a late hour, and it's a fast day, I tried to balance it with Torah and it should be easy to listen to me. I hope, you know, that it was okay. Yeah? Because it's late. I teach you a halacha. On apples, you make a bari priha'its. You know that? It's halacha. How come? Okay. Because it's red. No, 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 because it's round. Uh, because it's ready to eat. If I don't know why, either I'll be stuck with just a bird and apples and I'll know nothing about tangerines. Or, if I don't really know why, I might have a real, even a bigger mistake. I'll say, well, a tomato's is round and they're red and they're ready to eat. Yeah? Bird huh? When you ask why, then you get a thing called bina. Bina comes from the word boné. Bonnet. bonnet means to build. And it comes to the word Dane. Dane means between this and that. The ability to contrast and compare, that gives me the ability to build. If I know it's because it grows on a tree, different story. Then I know not tomatoes. Of course, I have to define tree. Yeah? Perennial, annual. Yeah? So you should always ask why. But don't ask why without first trying to think of it yourself. Don't go to your Rebbe and say, okay, why? Tell me. And work at it. Work hard. And there's no question that this is a period of your life, like all periods of life, they come to an end. You're not going to be here forever. Use the time. My Rebbe Zechon with this I will close. He said that it says that we have the sun and the moon, it says for, uh, for time. To tell time. So, Rebbe. I read these. What do you mean? You need the sun to tell time. I know some here from St. Louis? Yeah? Okay. Uh, you're from St. Louis? No. Your mom you? is. So there's a Dr. Howley there in, uh, in, in New City. Yeah? So <laughs> 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 he has an atomic clock. It's pl- it has a clock plugged into an atomic clock in Denver. You, hear? We, we, you know, We have better ways of telling time. We need photosynthesis, light, heat, all kinds of interesting things. You need it just for time. So Rebbe said, you have to know time is passing, because if we thought time is infinite, then we'd waste it. Your time here is finite. It's, you have a privilege to be in the presence of Rabbi Fabian and Rabbi Schwartz, they are great people. They are some of the greatest people I know in the world. And that's the truth and it's not an exaggeration. They really care about you and they want you to grow. But you don't got a lot of time there. Rabbi Wein said that the the mistake of history is that people think what was, what is always will be. The only problem is that that's not true. So you have a limited amount of time there. You should have health, you should have a clear mind, You should protect your mind from not looking at the things you shouldn't look at or listening to the things you shouldn't look at. Your mind has to work. Sleep well and take advantage of the wonderful opportunity you have here and have (coughs) a good maximum